everyone. Welcome to the Simply Lighthearted Podcast. I'm Leora. This podcast is all about storytelling, a simple story for our hearts when we need it. Over the next couple of episodes, we're going to be looking at Advent and what Advent means and some of the themes that go along with Advent. I wanted to tell you some stories um, that are my own and some stories from the Bible that will bring us kind of this holistic look at um, Advent and maybe some themes that can speak to our hearts in this season. This week's theme for Advent is love. And so we are going to be talking about love stories. Uh, I have three love stories to tell you, and I'm going to start with my own. When I was in college, I met this great guy named Dylan, and we were in a couple of classes together. He remembers meeting me um, earlier than I remember meeting him, but we didn't become friends until our second year in college. We had some mutual friends that um, started having all of us hang out together um, and Dylan and a couple of his roommates would come over to our house where I had some roommates and we would spend some time together just having a, a great time. We um, got to know each other through that semester and over the months of the semester we started to spend more and more time together but I was not looking for a relationship. I was on my way to a country where I could go and love children and care for them and teach them or help families. Like I just had this dream of going overseas and doing all these things. And so nothing was getting in my way, including a relationship. I was not looking for a relationship at the time. But about two months into the semester, Dylan started talking about how he was going to be going on this year-long internship at a camp on Vancouver Island, and we were in school in Alberta. And so we wouldn't see each other for a year, and I wasn't sure how I felt about that. I didn't really think that that was a good idea for him to go, and I didn't really want to admit why I thought it was a good wasn't a good idea for him to go, but I just had this like deep-seated feeling that I just wasn't feeling great about him leaving and being gone for a year. We started to spend more and more time together. And then kind of the week or so before he left, we had a conversation about how we both saw dating as a, as like kind of the route that you take towards getting married. It's not something that you do for fun, although hopefully it is fun. It's just not something that either either he or I believed was just kind of this, ah, we'll just, you know, date and see how it goes and all this stuff. It was kind of like this roadmap that would lead us towards marriage. Um, and so we both felt very strongly about that, but we kind of left the conversation there and off Dylan went for Christmas break and then not returning for up to a year away. Well, this was back in the days of MSN and we would message each other all the time through the Christmas break and we had a lot of phone conversations. We really started to spend a lot of time in communication with one another. And then finally one day I just asked him, I was like, um, are we dating? And then his sly, coy answer was, do you want to be? How sneaky of him. I... If he had asked me to date him, I think I would have said no because I was just so determined to say no. But now here I was, the tables had flipped and he was asking me if I wanted to date him. Well, that sneaky guy. 
So we started dating long distance and we continued in that for over a year of long distance dating. We did see each other three times throughout that year. The third time that we saw each other was at Christmas. One of the things about the visit that we were having at Christmas time was that I was fairly certain that Dylan did not have a ring. He had been working at a camp where he was making zero dollars. And then while he was home, he was working a like minimum wage job where he was saving up money to be able to come and visit at Christmas. So I was fairly certain he didn't have a ring. And I was fairly certain that this question wouldn't get asked about marriage. It was getting close to Christmas. And Dylan and I joined my dad and the youth group he was leading on a caroling night. We went from house to house and sang carols around this town that we lived close to. And it was just such a beautiful, fun night. The snowflakes were falling, of course, like a Hallmark movie. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We just had a great night. When we got home, Dylan asked me if I wanted to go for a walk outside. And it was dark. It was late and the snowflakes were falling, it was beautiful, but I was like, I don't, okay, let's go for a walk. So I just went to my mom and I said, and this is one of my favorite parts of the story. I went to my mom and I was like, mom, Dylan and I are just gonna go for a little walk, we'll be back soon. And she throws her arms around me and starts to cry and tells me to have a good walk. Say what now? (laughs) Why is she crying? I don't know. Sometimes my mom gets emotional for weird reasons, but it just, I I didn't even like clue in. I, I, it didn't, I mean, I, in retrospect, we'll get there. In retrospect, then I was like, oh, this makes sense. So Dylan and I went for a walk and down this big long driveway at my parents' house. And as we're walking back up towards the house, um, on the right hand side, there's a tree with Christmas lights on it and the snow is falling all around us. Dylan is telling me all these beautiful things about he loves our friendship. He loves who we are together. Uh, he loves who he is with me. And then he pops the question, will you marry me? And I paused. I didn't answer him right away. And it was almost intentional. Like, I just wanted to make sure that I was in the moment. And I knew already that I was going to say yes. But I just I wanted to just have this breath before saying yes. It did give him a little bit of a scare. But I, I just I loved that moment of us just being there together, committing our lives to moving forward in this engagement and then on to marriage. We went back into my parents' house after that and I showed them the ring and he did have a ring, by the way. He had bought a ring. It was perfect. It fit perfectly. He had traced a ring that I had at home uh, prior to this buying the ring. Oh, just so many sweet things. Anyways, he, he had the ring. He proposed and we went home and we told my parents and it all made sense as to why my mom would be crying and throwing her arms around me until I were just going for a walk. It was a great time of celebration and we got to celebrate with our family, with my family that year, um, and the excitement over our engagement and our pending wedding. And it was just a beautiful time and a wonderful Christmas story for me. Now, I do want to take a moment and acknowledge that not all of my Christmases are that Hallmark-like or that picture-perfect. There are many Christmases that have been painful and hard, and uh, for many of us, Christmas has uh, very complex feelings that go along with it. I do want to acknowledge that, that it can be hard. And I also want to acknowledge that the reason why 
we have Christmas is because of love, because of the love that God has for us. And so let's dive into that Bible story. I want to tell you today about two Bible characters in a beautiful love story. Their names are Mary and Joseph. Now, there's a little bit written about Mary and Joseph, but especially about Joseph, there's not very much written. We don't know a lot about him. And so I'm going to tell you the facts of what is written in the Bible, and then I'm going to just do a little bit of storytelling where I'm going to put myself in the position or into the story of Mary and Joseph and remembering that they're human beings with human feelings and kind of give a little bit more of a context or a a, a sense around maybe what that could have felt like for them. So things that we know about Joseph. Joseph was from the town in a, in a place called Galilee, and the town's name was Nazareth. Um, he was engaged to be married to Mary, and he was a descendant of King David. The Bible says that Joseph was a man who always did what was right. So he's a very upstanding man. Um, we don't know how old he is. We don't know uh, how the engagement to Mary came about. Um, we don't know if it was arranged or if it was something that they had fallen in love with one another and made this choice to marry each other. We don't actually know too, too much about their relationship and how it started. But we do knew, know stuff about their character. So Joseph was uh, always did what was right and Mary was humble and uh, gentle. Those are things that we know about Mary and about Joseph. They were engaged to be married and... Um, and then, and then <laughs> something crazy happened in their lives. So let's talk for a minute about the human aspect of this. I want to remember that Mary and Joseph were people. And I want for a second to put us in their shoes. So Mary, probably around 16 or 17 years old, And Joseph was probably significantly older, into his 20s, maybe even his 30s. So whether or not they were arranged to be married or they had chosen to be married to each other, they obviously had this love and respect for each other. They had uh, this this relationship that was beginning to build uh, just this life together and out of respect and kindness uh, towards one another. And then it's interrupted. This, this story that was just meant to be simple and easy turns very complicated and very hard. So I imagine Mary, this is, this is where my imagination and the story kicks in for me. I imagine Mary is walking one day down a quiet road and maybe she's going to get water, filling up a jar of water and she's walking along when all of a sudden she's visited by an angel and Mary sets her jar down. I can just imagine her looking around, pausing and thinking, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe what I'm hearing. It it's not computing. I'm a young girl. I am pledged to be married. I'm, I'm going to get married and probably soon. And you're telling me I'm going to have this baby that isn't going to be the baby I thought it would be. And Mary, her first question is, but I'm a virgin. How can this be? Now, I've spent years perfecting <laughs> 
how to describe virgin to children because as I mentioned in my previous episode that that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years is storytelling to children and you come across complex ideas like virgin and you go how do I talk about this so the way that I phrase it is that Mary had never been with a man in a way that she would have a baby she's being told that she's skipping this whole romance, all of these things that are meant to happen before the baby making, and she is just going to be pregnant with the Most High God. Can you imagine what that might feel like for her? Put yourself in her shoes just for a minute and think about what her brain must be spinning with. The angel says to her that the Holy Spirit will come on her and that the God's power will rest upon her and that there would be this son of God that would be born to her. And Mary's response is, may it happen to me as you have said, I am the Lord's servant. What a beautiful heart Mary has. But I can imagine, so this is me and my storytelling I can imagine Mary walking away from that conversation and all of a sudden she's starting to think about the people she's going to have to have a conversation with about what she's just been told. And who's going to believe her? They're going to think that she's crazy. She needs to now go and tell her parents. Or does she tell her parents? She needs to tell Joseph. But what does she tell Joseph? How does she tell her fiancé that she's going... She's pregnant. She's going to be pregnant with a baby that's not his. Mary had to go and have a face-to-face conversation with Joseph about her being pregnant and it not being his kid. They had not been married. And now Mary has to go and have this conversation. She's going to be shunned. She is going to be shamed and what this could look like for her. In fact, the law stated that she could actually even be stoned, like she could be killed for this. Mary was in a love story that was not at all turning out to be what she'd hoped it to be. Now let's look at the character of Joseph. Joseph is a man who's probably working Uh, as a carpenter at that time, beginning to establish himself and have a home for Mary to move into when they got married. And he's probably building a reputation in the community as a carpenter and as a a man of God. And he has this great heart. Um, And Mary then has this conversation with him about how she's pregnant. And Joseph, I can just, can you imagine that feeling How do you believe or process a conversation when your fiance comes to you and says, I'm pregnant with a baby and the baby belongs to God. I didn't sleep with anyone else. (laughs) I just, I'm pregnant. God made me pregnant. Like how crazy does that sound? And so Joseph has to make a decision about what he's going to do. He's thinking about Mary and this woman that he was going to marry. And I think that he probably would have growing to love her or already loved her. And he's got to make this decision about what he's going to do. He decides that he's going to divorce her because that's the, in that time when you're engaged to someone, 
you're pledged to be married and breaking off that engagement is equal to a divorce. So he decides to just break off this engagement quietly without making a big to do, which he had every right to do. He had every right to make this a big deal and a big show and forever shame Mary for her being pregnant outside of wedlock. In fact, it would be in his favor because everyone would kind of wonder if maybe Joseph was the dad. Joseph would have been heartbroken. I can imagine him laying in bed at night, just tossing and turning, trying to decide how he's going to go about what's next for him. Remember, these are real people living a real life. I can imagine them sitting on a bench somewhere and Mary looking at her fiance, at Joseph, with tears streaming down her face, saying to him, please understand, this isn't something that I wanted. It's what God has for me. And him going, I don't understand. I don't, this doesn't make any sense. This has never happened before. This, why would God choose you? Like, why are you telling me the truth? How can this be the truth? And them having this conversation that couples have when big things happen in their relationship. Mary and Joseph would have had that conversation around her being pregnant and him not being the dad. What now? And maybe Joseph laid in bed that night and tossed and turned and wondered, and he had decided in his heart what he was going to do. He fell asleep finally, probably fitfully, probably in the wee hours of the morning going, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to move forward in this. This is not the love story that I had in my mind. And while he's sleeping, an angel comes to him and confirms Mary's story. The angel tells him that he is to marry Mary. When Joseph wakes up in the morning, that's what he does. Mary and Joseph do get married, but they don't come together in that union, in that marital union of having sexual relations until after Jesus is born. They're going to take the flack of everything, of their community, probably sitting them out on the outside, talking about them behind their backs, what that would do for his carpentry business, what that would do for his character and his reputation, all of those things, because he believes God, he is willing to take the hit for. Mary and Joseph get married. Their love story looks nothing like they thought it would. That's the second love story I want to tell you today. And the third and final love story is a different kind of love. It's God's love for you. You see, God loved you so much that he came to earth as a baby to grow up as a human being with human problems, with human life, with human stuff, so that he could take our place so that he could die on the cross for our sins, paying for our sins so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could feel that love of God and know that love of God forever, that we would no longer have to be separate from our Creator, from our Father in Heaven. This third love story is God's love for you. God's love for us 
doesn't require us to change. It doesn't require anything of us. Because instead of us having to reach up and climb a ladder or do better or be better, Jesus came down to us. He showed us what love is. He sacrificed everything for his love for us. Love is a complicated emotion. And we share in love with one another. And we know love for one another because God first loved us. Christmas is about love. It's not all about the romantic love, although that is nice. It's not all about the familial love of our love of our family, although again, that's a beautiful gift from God. It's about the love that God has for us. You are so deeply loved. You are cared about, you are seen, you are important, and you're loved. Thank you for listening to my story today. I hope you have a great week. Bye, everyone.